What's up, y'all? It's Brittany, and this is How to Love Yourself in LA. Thanks for coming back and listening to another episode. If this is your very first episode, you're going to want to run it back to episode one because this is an ongoing story and I want it to make sense to you. Hope you all have been doing well, staying empowered and loving on yourself. And I really wanted to let you know I'm so grateful that you've chosen to listen to my podcast and that you keep coming back for more episodes. So let's get back into the story. So here I am, once again, unemployed in the state of California. I had started to feel like my progress here was taking a two steps forward, one step back kind of a thing. But hey, at least there was progress forward. I'm not even going to lie. I was sad, frustrated. I really loved the yoga studio. And it was like every job that I had liked out here had closed or like tanked. And I didn't even tell you guys about one job that I had, a retail job at a store that I actually really loved too. It was when, um, right before actually I started working at the yoga studio, this place had been closed down too, leading me to unemployment until I ended up finding the yoga studio. It's been a journey with different jobs out here, but your girl has acquired a dope set of skills, (laughs) you know, just to add to my dream career and what it really is that I want to do. I've always looked at it like that. Like I've just been able to acquire different skills, you know, different, different perspectives, doing different jobs. So anyway, while I was working at a popular clothing store in the Valley called Angle at the mall, I met this cool black girl working in the mall at a different store right across from ours. We hit it off and would pop over to each other's store in dead time. One day she came over and she was like, hey girl, you like working here? I just got this new job at this new little store down the way and it's owned by a black woman and her daughter. My eyes perked up for sure. (laughs) Definitely at the chance to work for a black woman with her own store. She gave me the contact info and fast forward through the interview process, I was hired. Yeah, (laughs) I quit one store and went to work for another right down the way. I was hyped though, because the owner was this fabulous black woman doing her thing. She had a store, her daughter had her own clothing line, a beautiful family, marriage, a name for herself in the fashion industry, and I was just in awe and eager to learn so much from her. She had decided to move the store to a different mall and would hire a bigger team as this new store would be bigger. The owner's intention was to build a boutique and she wanted to help give black girls opportunities to work in dope environments. The store was cute. The clothes were cute. She hired a few more girls and we went to work, you know, just trying to make the place fabulous. It was at this boutique that I developed my fashion merchandising skills. I would put cute outfits on the mannequins and just loved when I had someone wanting one of the outfits I made or just stopping in the window to look at the display that I created. And I also began to create Instagram content for the boutique. Because it was such a small team, we had our hands in many parts of helping to run the store. I was able to see firsthand how she chose and purchased clothing to go into the store, what the wholesale prices were, and how we marked them up to make a profit. It was like I was discovering business secrets. I helped plan a sip and shop event with a DJ, champagne, and everything. Got some experience in running a team and handling rising issues that may have come up. And boy, did some issues come up with these girls. In total, I think there were like six or seven employees, three of which I'm still cool with today, whom I love. But the one girl who got me the job, I unfortunately had some issues with her. All I'll say is, it was a situation 
in which I learned that you can't trust everyone who says they're your friend. And I also learned that you need to keep an eye on people sometimes who are in a true survival mode because they're trying to survive, not be your friend and can be quick to throw you under the bus because they think your situation is better or easier. So that's all I'll say about that. Other than that, the shop, the vibe was dope and cute. Tyra Banks had even come into the shop one time and we got to meet her and help her shop. It was awesome. Working at this shop really got the wheels in my head turning about starting my own business. Since I had been in retail, I pondered if I would try to open my own clothing store at one point or another. Fast forward to the owner deciding to close the store. Boo-hoo. And that's how I ended up finding the yoga studio. I'm so sorry. It got a little bit out of my timeline. Since I'm sharing stories, I also want to share with you guys some interesting situations I experienced in LA surrounding race and being black. I have two stories for you. The first involves an Armenian girl who wished she was a black girl and a white guy at Coachella who decided to use the N-word while speaking to a bunch of us. A predominantly black group. Story number one, the Armenian girl who wanted to be black. I was working at a popular clothing store in the valley at the mall. It was close to New Year's Eve, probably the night like right before. And of course the store was busy with women picking out outfits, you know, just getting ready. In walked this mother and daughter duo. These descriptions are for visual purposes. The girl looked high school age, maybe freshman, sophomore, lanky thin with frizzy hair and her private school uniform. The mom was a heavyset woman in sweats. You could tell they were a bit over each other and annoyed at the New Year's Eve shopping by just looking at them, looking at their energy together and all of that. You could just see the tension. So I go over there and offer my styling assistance, being sweet as ever. (laughs) The mom shoves something into the fitting room. The daughter rolls her eyes and pushes it back out to her. And at this point, the mom had had it and she goes, To be honest, my daughter wants to look like you. She wants to be a black woman. She literally Googled what do black women wear on New Year's Eve and is mad because she doesn't know how to dress. She just needs to pick something. I was shocked. The mother continued, I'm so serious. My daughter goes to a private Christian Armenian school and has befriended the only half black and Armenian girl. She goes around inviting black people to her bat mitzvah, wants some DJ mustard to DJ. She just wants to be black so bad. She actually got up in front of her school and said white people can't sing. She thinks black people are better at everything. The mom was pissed and now her daughter was embarrassed. I was in complete shock on the inside. On the inside, I was rolling on the floor laughing, but you know, I had to keep my composure and just tried to help this family and get them the fuck out the store. I just did not have time to unpack what was going on before my eyes. You know, I was trying to get ready for New Year's Eve too, (laughs) but it was crazy. I couldn't believe what I had witnessed. After work that day though, I really started to truly think about self-love and I felt sorry for that little girl. She did not love who she was. She wanted to be something, someone else. I honestly thought about all the non-black people who tried to be black and really felt sorry for them like they really don't love themselves. They don't love their heritage, who they are, all in an attempt to be quote unquote cool. I mean, I know black people are lit, but it made me sad and I just really wanted that little girl to love herself. Story number two. 
the white boy who tried it. Yep, I'm talking about the N-word, y'all. So I had the awesome experience of attending Coachella in 2018. Or should I say Baychella? <laughs> it was fucking amazing though. The whole experience. Went with like a group of eight people, I think. We did the camping style. And though it was hot as hell, I had a blast. Saw Beyonce, and that was when she brought out Solange, Jay-Z, Destiny's Child. Saw Cardi B, Miguel, The Weeknd, Belly, Russ, Chloe and Halle, The Migos, Lion Babe, Callie Uchis, Daniel Caesar, and just so many more people that I probably just left off that list. The way camping was set up, though, is you were in close proximity with people from everywhere, from L.A., from the States, from overseas, just everywhere. It was always a big party, too, because people would hang out at their camps, drinking, smoking, having a good time and meeting different people. We had gotten cool with this white guy across the way, and he came over to kick it with us. Our group was maybe 70% black people, so we were all just talking, and the white boy says something But then he added the N-word at the end, just like any black person might do. Time then slowed way down, and it was almost as if you could feel the collective sigh of everyone realizing and going, here we go again. In this pause, and I noticed no one looking like they were going to address it. So I pondered a moment on what I was about to say to this fool. Should I go off on his ass? Or should I just keep it cool? So I calmly say, you know, you should make sure you at least know the group of black people you are with before you say that word. Where I'm from, I know people who would have bodied you, fought you before the rest of that word even came out of your mouth. So be very careful. It was almost like that moment in Bring It On when the Clover cheerleader wanted to beat Kristen Dunn's ass, but Gabrielle Union was like, nah, and she went, you just been touched by an angel, girl. (laughs) But then after I said that, the others began to chime in, educating him on why it isn't okay, and he understood. He offered us some coke and tried to apologize, but we declined. It was just annoying. But other than that, Coachella was the bomb. It was Destiny's Child for me, honey, but it was honestly great. The heat woke your ass up in the morning, but for the price and the amount of artists that I saw, definitely worth it. My Coachella trip happened while I was working at the yoga studio, and it was in that time that I had started manifesting a trip to Bali. Through my African spirituality studies, I was led to the world of metaphysics, consciousness, law of attraction, the realization that we are magical beings. Your girl was deep diving into the ethereal world and truly beginning to learn to work with my true inner power. I had come across a man named Greg Braden and a show he hosted called Missing Links on Gaia that bridges the modern science with spirituality and I binged as much of it as I could. He would talk about us living in a participatory universe that the universe is listening to what we put out and rearranging things based upon what we put out, whether we know it or not. It tied into what I had learned about affirmations and the power of what we speak. And of course, vision boards. (laughs) Working at the yoga studio, people were traveling back and forth from Bali, and it was also just becoming a popular travel destination on Instagram. I would listen as people shared their experiences of traveling there, and the yoga studio was even planning a trip there. But I didn't even dream of going. So I had the idea to create a vision board for it. 
I cut up the yoga studios flyers for it and even printed pictures from the internet right on the yoga studios printer. (laughs) And I made my little vision board. Time went on and I forgot about that little dream of going to Bali because I figured my only way of going would be with the yoga studio. And now with the yoga studio closed, maybe the idea of Bali was too. But you know, the universe has its own way of doing things. And before I continue, let me please state that I use God and the universe interchangeably. They are the same to me. I realize I like to say the universe because it feels more like God is surrounding me and is working through every element and aspect in my life, my inner world just as much as my outer world. So the universe had a different plan for my Bali trip. So like I said, when the yoga studio closed, I began to wonder if I could find work as an event coordinator and or a social media manager. I had a year's worth of event and social media experience working at the yoga studio and had even done a couple outside events while working there as well. But how would I parlay that into a paying job for myself? Along with the power of affirmation, I learned the power of intention. I was intentional in my desires to work at a yoga studio and that came to fruition. So I figured I could do the same for event coordination and social media management. Not to toot my own horn, but your girl was recognized as an excellent worker at the yoga studio and some employment opportunities had been thrown my way because of that. The universe truly does listen when you are intentional, but you have to trust. I stated that my intentions were to find jobs in these fields and then it was my job to trust. I was testing Greg Braden's participatory universe and putting out what I wanted and just like a boomerang, It came back, but not all the way quite. It came just how I needed it to, to learn. So the first opportunity that was brought to me was to help coordinate a wellness village at an award show for a women's group. I was basically tasked with finding vendors to showcase their products and to sell before, during, and after the show, and also to help coordinate the flow of the award show. I did my thing and showed out per usual. It wasn't a consistent job, but it was an opportunity for some money and another job for building my event resume. From that event, I met another fabulous black woman with her own podcast and business who asked me to help her with her social media presence and assisting in the production of her podcast. It was a no-brainer for me. I said, absolutely. If I had chosen not to take on that small event, I wouldn't have met this woman who led me to another job. Another opportunity that I had had for social media came in the form of assisting a holistic acupuncturist. The acupuncturist was needing a front desk assistant in the interim, and I would be able to do social media for her as well. Though the opportunity wasn't exactly what I desired, I decided to rise to the occasion to get the chance to do what I wanted to do. I would use this opportunity to learn. And I was super intrigued by the acupuncturist. She incorporated crystals, Reiki energy healing, and channeling into her acupuncture practice. I was in the right place for wherever my path was leading. And that was right into the world of crystal healing. And another opportunity had arose as well. We had met a meditation cushion owner at the yoga studio. And she was looking for some social media help as well. And someone offered me. So I was just like, what is this? I was intentional. Did I draw these opportunities in? I was like, whoa. Here's where I'll wrap this portion of the episode. Let's bring it back to 2022 for some reflection.
It's really cool to look back and see how each part of my path connected to the preceding parts and eventually to where I am now. The equation even today has not changed. One, decide what I want. Two, truly believe and know that I can have what I want. Three, be intentional about the moves that I'm making in regards to my goals and desires. Four, continue to trust and do what you need to do. These have not changed. I am applying this exact equation in continuing my endeavors today. Imagine if I had decided that I was too good for the opportunities that I was afforded, though they weren't exactly how I pictured them. We all know that person that thinks they're too good for a certain job, but that doesn't mean it's the end-all be-all. What if a situation is supposed to teach and prepare you for what you actually want on a larger scale? There is so much power in being intentional and trusting what comes. This life really is a journey, and living your dream includes all of the stuff you don't want to do to get to where you want to to live that dream. But it's so important to be clear on what it is you are wanting so that God, the universe, can bring exactly what you want slash need for your highest good. And here is where I'll end this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of How to Love Yourself in LA. Catch us next week for an all new episode and follow the podcast on Instagram at How to Love Yourself in LA and follow me at Brittany Andrea Martin. Catch you next time. <laughs>